three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello, and welcome. Dave. I'm your boss now. And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good thing, and Craig does the first good thing, so now it's Craig's turn to do the first good thing, Craig. Yeah, uh, I'm still playing Endless Space. Sorry, Endless Sky. It's in space, but it's Endless Sky. It's really good, guys. You should play it. It's free. Did I mention it was free? Yo, it's free. It has a bit of a learning curve, but if you just get past it a little bit, it's super rewarding, and it's free. It's called Endless Sky, and it's just going to be it, because I... That's all I've been doing with my free time when I'm not raising baby. Alright, so Craig's good thing is babies. Dave! Yeah. What's your Craig's good thing? Um, My good thing this week is my dad's alive. He had a birthday. Actually, his birthday is tomorrow. But, um... He had a 70th... Oh, shoot. I wasn't supposed to say the number. Uh, He had a 39th birthday for whatever number of times it is. <laughs> Man, I really blew it. Anyway, he had a birthday party yesterday, so that was fun. Got Would... to see some family I haven't seen in a while. It was a, it was a pretty big deal. It was a multiple of five. That's all I'm going to say. Would you like me to edit out the bit where you said the number? Uh, it's not that big a deal, but I didn't mean to say it. <laughs> I mean, I can, and I will if you'd like me to. It won't affect Dan, though. He'll he'll still hear it, because he, he, he does Craig's stream. <laughs> yeah, just leave it in there as an Easter egg, I guess. So don't so edit it out of the episode so it's an Easter egg in the stream. Will do. Note to future Mike, do that thing. Don't not do the thing. Okay, I got a question from yeah. our a listener, which says, what was the cake? You need to get to the important things. Oh, man. My sister actually drove down to Maryland and picked up a cake from her friend's uh, bakery, I think they call it. Her friend started a bakery recently, so she went down there. And, you know, her friend is an old friend of the family, so uh, it was a treat for my dad, too. That he was like, oh, she has a bakery now, and she made this? That's awesome. And it was like, this giant cake of like a motorcycle driving up a hill and there were like edible trees on top of the hill and everything. And it was like a really dense chocolate cake with chocolate stuff in it. And it was great. There was also another cake that said, happy birthday, Dave's dad. And I, I didn't have a slice of that cake because the other cake was just so giant that like I got half a slice of that and that was enough. Nice. Well, happy birthday to Dave's dad. Whatever whatever number that may have been, happy birthday to you. Uh, I think it's my turn now. So, my good thing this week is... You know what? Yeah, I'll also do cake. Uh, I baked a cake yesterday. We're saving it for Thanksgiving. Um, it's just like a boxed cake mix. But if you do a couple things... You can make a box cake mix taste really, really good. Like, way better than if you follow the basic instructions. So, if you swap out uh, the water for milk, 
and then you swap out the oil for melted butter, and then oh you, yeah, and then you add an extra egg, and you just do those things, and then you cook it according to the box instructions. Otherwise, and you will have a really, 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 really good cake, and it's great. And it and it's my only complaint about it is that it stays moist like forever, so it never dries out to be the ideal cake for cake soup. Cake soup, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, cake soup. Yeah, you take a you take a piece of cake that has it's a little old and it's started to dry out a little bit. Uh, you put it in a bowl, you pour milk in it, and you eat it like cereal. No, I day. thought you poured ice cream in it. Oh, you can also do ice cream if you're feeling really fancy. But cake soup, as I have always had it, is just just milk. Just take some cake, add some milk, throw it in a bowl, eat it like cereal. You've never heard Mike rant about cake soup before? He talks about it all the time. No, I must have tuned that part out. Oh yeah, I'm I am a longtime lover of cake soup. And nutritionally, it's pretty similar to like regular box cereal. So you're good there. <laughs> American cereal. Uh, so I watched an episode of Food Theory, and Matt Pat said you didn't have to add an egg, and now you're telling me to add an extra egg? I am telling you to add an extra egg. I am also uh, going to tell you that back when like pre-boxed cake mix was first introduced, uh, they used powdered egg in, in the mix, so you didn't even need eggs to make a cake. Uh, the problem is people complained, not about the quality of the cake, but that it didn't feel like baking anymore by not mixing an egg in. So you can thank people with dumb complaints that you can't just buy a cake mix with powdered egg already in it and make it that much easier to, to just bake a cake whenever you feel like it. Well, you still don't have to add the egg because they have different chemicals that do the same food science-y stuff that eggs do. I mean, watch the MatPat video. He explains why you don't need the egg. Oh, there's another thing you can do, uh, which is to just take a can of the soda of your choice and mix it into the cake mix and add nothing else. Literally just cake mix and a can of soda. Mix that together, bake it as instructed. I have done that. And I have done that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Another I like... thing I like to do is get the box spice cake mix. Mix it with a whole can of pumpkin puree. And bake it. And then you've got pumpkin bread. It's Ooh, also good if you add uh, craisins. Those are good in there. Or you can uh, get really fancy and do butterscotch chips. Oh, that sounds really good. That does sound incredibly good. Dang. So I, uh, I, maybe, maybe I'm just not as cultured as you, but I actually prefer brownies to cake. And if you're doing brownie mix out of the box, I, I'm on board with the using melted butter instead of oil. Definitely do that. Uh, instead of water, add nothing and leave the egg out Com completely. No egg, no water, butter. Yum. All right. I will have to give that a shot at some point. Yeah, that sounds amazing, actually. I mean, any time you're adding extra butter to stuff, like you're just You might need to add water. I don't remember. It's been a while. 
Well, what if but, instead hey, of water, yeah. you added more butter? And what if instead of the brownie Sounds mix, good. you added more butter? And then you just had butter. <laughs> and then you can have butter soup for breakfast in two weeks. Heck yeah, you can. That sounds a little disgusting. That's <laughs> too uh, much butter. Craig, what? I'm going what? to now no, firmly Julie, but politely ask Julie you to Child leave the podcast. Just got up <laughs> Julie Child is going to haunt you. <laughs> or Julia I mean, Childs, whatever. Have I mentioned is. I'm not a food person? Yeah, I know. You you can leave whenever you'd like. If sir. if you hadn't mentioned, we would have figured it out just now. What? There's got to be a limit to butter, guys. Okay, as far as yeah, I can how tell, much the store has. <laughs> about 90% of like classical French cooking is add butter to it, do weird stuff with eggs. You you cover those two bases and you have French cooking. Although I would eat that stuff. I would. That you... that's more on in my wheelhouse compared to other types of things I You could. would eat weird buttered eggs? Yeah. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Alright. Uh Tori, what's what's your good thing then? Because I'm done. Well, since y'all are talking about cake, uh, I'm I'm going to talk about a cake, too. This is kind of unfair to talk about on the internet, but I want to tell you guys about my mom's special cheesecake that she makes for every holiday, every birthday. It is divine. You guys have never had a cheesecake so sweet and fluffy and amazing, and it's an old family secret that I, I can't share with all of you but you got to take my word for it my mom's cheesecake is the bomb it's it's the best thing ever so so what i'm hearing tori is that when we finally do a fan get together meet and greet we got to do it around your place so we could try this cheesecake oh absolutely yeah nice you're the first one yeah because I've got a big house with a big yard and a pool and some doggos. And so you guys should all just come and hang out with me. You had me at pool. You had <laughs> me at doggos. <laughs> so future Cosmere cast convention. That's my good thing. Do the doggos get to use the pool? They are allowed, but they are not into it, like, at all. Like, it will be in the pool, and it's like, Phantom, come get in the pool! And he'll be like, no, and he'll run the other direction. Uh, our cats freak out if I try to take them into the kitchen while the sink is running. In fact, one time, we were like, I wonder if they would rescue me if I was drowning. Because when whenever Matt jumps in like cannonballs into the deep end, they get very concerned. And uh, I'm I'm not really a jump in the pool kind of person. I'm more of a lace around on a floaty kind of person. And we were like, just to see, just as an experiment. So uh, I cannonballed into the deep end, and Matt said that the dogs just bark 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 ran around the pool in circles until I surfaced, and then they waited for me to swim to the shore. But yeah, they would not have jumped in after me if I was drowning. I mean, that is good to know before it comes up for real. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. 
All right. I think it's time for Dave to tell us about some chapters. I can find any. Uh, how about chapters 22 through 20... 25 by... Uh... That's a good round number. Who wrote this book? Did I even say what book yet? How about Rhythm of War? Who wrote that? War of Rhythm by King. Sanderson Stephen Brandon. King? Brandon? Which is it? It's Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King? Okay. I, I was going to say, we've we've done a lot of Brandon Sanderson books, so let's do Rhythm of War by Stephen King. That sounds good. <laughs> got to change it up a little bit, keep people on their yeah. toes. I mean, there is a murderous sword in this one. That's that's kind of like a, what's the car one? Kari, I think his name is Kari. Does it take place in New England? Christine, that, that's, that's a requirement. Christine, Kari is a different. Yeah, the car why was, was okay? Let me, let me. Why is the car named Christine and the girl named Kari? The car should be named Kari and the girl should be named Girly. You raised some valid points, and I have no answers for you. Okay, where does Maximum Overdrive fit into this whole <laughs> oeuvre? Uh, Dark Tower series? Wow, Put we, we really are going on a Stephen King <laughs> deep dive, aren't we now? Yeah, I, I, we, Craig lives the closest to Maine, so he can do the research. Okay, guys, Stephen King wrote a short story about a laundry press that murders people. And it got made into a movie, so it sure did. Wait, really? What? Yeah, it's the called, Mangler. It's called the Mangler. Yes. So, you know what? None of this is out out of the realm of possibility. Possibility. Okay. Neat. All right. Now that we've talked about Rhythm of War by Stephen King, how about we talk about Rhythm of War by Brandon Sanderson? Yeah. Okay. All right. Chapter 22. I'll let Nightblood do the talking for both of us. What a weird chapter title. Okay. Uh, Mists Bren are Southern Skadrians. Don't they have rainbows on the rain planet? Welcome to Moonside. Melcom to Moonside. Wellside to Mooncom. Come well to Side Moon. Come side to Well Moon. What is it happening? <laughs> Craig, uh, that, not that's what twelve-year-old me was thinking, huh? Has Craig not played Earthbound? No, not that you, far. You're what? talking to the wrong uh, person in this household. All right, Craig, I am yet again going to politely but firmly insist that you leave the podcast. Hey, hey, <laughs> Man, hey, Mike! Straight, just to remind you, you too. can put points from my channel to make me play a video game. That is Let's one of the happen. options. I mean, have I have about it? a billion of them, so yeah. Let's assume that I've done that, and I'll pay for it later. <laughs> All right. Adolin thinks Storm Uncle lived inside himself. <laughs> Zeus Brand is named Up Man. Why is the sky not blue? And in real life, I meant to know the answer to this. I think Randall Monroe might have put it best, but I forgot what he said. Why is the sky blue? Because knowing that might explain why the sky is not blue in Shadesmar, despite Wait, the fact are, that the are sun you is actually out. asking why in real life? Yeah, 
Okay, in, so in on the planet Earth, why is the sky blue? That's just due to the was it the I, I forget the term. Is it refraction from the atmosphere? So it's slightly bending uh, light as it comes into our atmosphere due to the atmosphere itself, and so essentially you get the the blue uh, visibly more just because that's that's just what comes refraction. Got it. What's angle? I, it, I could be wrong. I'm not a physics person. I could be having the wrong word. What's really fun here is the difference in how blue the sky is depends on the, like, humidity. So, like, if you go to a drier place, like, say, Arizona, the sky is hella blue. And then if you go somewhere super wet, like Wisconsin, it's sort of grayish. Okay. Okay, so... here's the actual word is Rayleigh scattering. It's scattering. As white light passes through our atmosphere... Tiny air molecules cause it to scatter. The scattering by these Scattered tiny planes. Air, <laughs> air molecules is no, known as Rayleigh scattering increases as the wavelength scattering. <laughs> wavelength of light decreases. So since right. violet and blue light have the shortest wavelengths and red light the lo- has the longest, uh, we tend to see the violet and blue more. All right, so maybe Shadesmar just doesn't have an atmosphere. So, you know, easy problem solved. That that doesn't arise. No other complications come up from that. I mean, it's perfectly fine. Uh, no atmosphere, got it. Just as a reminder, light travels weird in Shadesmar as well. If you remember, shadows head towards the direction of the big maybe sun, maybe not sun that people see in the sky. Okay, so it's not really the sun. It's frost. All right, cool. Uh, next question. Adolin's still looking around for his Sylphrena at home. That's what I decided to call Maya. She's... <laughs> hey, Dad, can we... So Adolin says, Dad, can I... can we stop and get a Sylphrena? Sylphrena. Says, we have Sylphrena at home. <laughs> and it's Maya. <laughs> Uh, Wouldn't I Maya be meme. be Windle at home though? Yeah, but I guess Adolin might have met Windle. He seems to be fairly acquainted with the Radiant Sprints. Adolin has met and had solid conversations with and remembers the name of everyone. Dave, that's just how Adolin yeah. do. Oh man, if only he had a cultivation spread to be his friend, then he could be an edge dancer. Um in in fact that in this chapter it's it's an Adolin perspective and I really appreciate that because I don't think anyone else on this trip would have actually like just gone person to person and checked in with everybody. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Although Adolin isn't enough of like an isolationist to be a, an edge dancer, which is kind of interesting. Wait, why do they have to be an isolationist? That could just be a lift I that... I thought that it was an edge dancer thing, but maybe not. A- edge dancers have a don't forget anybody type thing. Well, that's, that's their that's oath, but they're also attracted to a certain type of person, right? Are you talking about the cultivation spread? Yeah. Actually, I guess Wyndall didn't like lift. <laughs> he was just kind of told to bond with her. 
Windle wanted to grow his chairs. I, I think he didn't really <laughs> want to bond. And they're like, you need to bond someone. He's like, fine. How about this guy who likes to make shoes? Oh, he's already taken. You mean dead. Well, his life was taken. He, he, no, he he looked into him before Nail killed him. So, oh, what, I didn't what, what that. was was looking into that, and but by then the what was it? Light sprint? Misprint? Well, he was already. Well, it had to be a cultivation sprint or a misprint, right? Wasn't he healing kid? Misprint. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, had to be yeah. a misprint. It was a misprint, but not the same kind of misprint that. Uh... I, I am from blanking on his name. The, the one the stump has, it's like that. Right, it's not, it's not enlightened. like Renarin's. Renarin's, thank you. Yeah. I did a Dalinar there. I forgot. <laughs> oh, man. Get wrecked, Renarin. Okay. Feel bad. Uh, So he's looking for his self-friend at home. Why did Adolin dress up for Maya Laren if she doesn't have eyes? Hmm. Next scene. Fat Chocobo skin. That counts. Godeki says that Honor was not the Almighty. Godeki can't wait to write about his experience in Shadesmar. Well, he's gonna die now, isn't he? I keep forgetting um, that Arshkakam is the stump. Hang on. So Godeki, uh I just found this out yesterday when I today when I looked it up. Yeah. Um Godeki is named after one of Brendan's beta readers uh, who has passed away. So, I don't think the character Godeki is going to die anytime soon. Permanent plot armor. Yeah. Alright. Uh, well, I guess this line was just kind of a bait then, huh? Alright. I keep forgetting that Arshkakam is the stump. Is Shinovar to the east in Shadesmar? So no. it was the mist Yeah, the Mist Sprinter running the boat, right? And they're talking about how like, oh, there's something going on in the east and there's something going on in Shinovar. I didn't know if they were talking about two separate things or if maybe it was mirrored in Shadesmar. But no, okay. It's it's not mirrored, although you do bring up a good point that we don't really know. I think we just assume that north, south, east, and west still apply for Shadesmar, but... Maybe they just call it east, but it's actually west. I'm fairly certain that the geometry of Shadesmar is a non-Euclidean, so... Oh, uh, it'd be weird. Oh, you mean like real life? Got it. Well, yeah, real life, well, but... <laughs> yes. Okay, hey, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure Shadesmar doesn't map one to one with the physical realm, but it does map to the physical realm. It's just, yeah, correct. Yes. What's well, not one to one? Is it end to one? Is the question. Uh, it's based on how people think and what people think about. So, uh. whatever ratio that is, it's that one. And since no one's thinking in space, that's why the planets are so close to each other. In space, no one can think you think. It, it's not just where entities are thinking. I mean, 
it could be anything. Anything is an entity, so even objects have thoughts. So part of it is because nothing's in space. But the other part is that people aren't actively thinking about space. Like, it's not a, this is a physical location that can be visited. So therefore, it has nothing to latch onto in the cognitive realm. But there are celestial bodies. Right, which would take up some t- sort of of uh, just be like one location. bead, giant. This giant thousand Earth sized star, just be one little bead. It maybe it depends on how it thinks of itself as well. Yeah, it could be different things. But but uh, you are actually sort of right. Things that don't have actual living entities are probably a lot smaller in Shadesmar uh, compared to their physical. Well, it's not even that. It's just that space is also devoid of matter entirely. So right. There, there couldn't even be an to... object there with a soul. Yeah. Between bodies. Um, so I have a feeling that Scadrial is just going to go ahead and screw everything up for everybody. They're going to start putting people in space. I mean, they, they already have in possibly. Uh, but they're going to start putting people in space. And that's going to put... Um, souls in and it's kind of like it's going to pad the uh, distance between planets and shades more so they're, they're going to ruin it for everybody yeah, space travel is going to do some interesting things if there's physical space travel you mean when the first of the sun takes place the, okay yes we, we we know that as of this podcast I mean we still don't know for sure for sure for sure that it's Scadrials, but it's Scadrials. We, we know that it's somebody. Somebody somewhere has space travel. They've done the thing. Alright. Mm, okay. Maybe the honors Bren will be impressed by how Adolin cares for Maya Laren. And Shalon thinks the spy is on the mission just because Jambi got up to go peewee. All right, Craig, take it. All right, Mike, take it. Miss Spren are <laughs> Southern Scadrians because their face is like a porcelain mask, and it's it's. Oh, like, that's what I meant. Doesn't show facial <laughs> features, but it just like hold. It's. Um, it actually reminded me of Hexadecimal from Reboot. I was about to mention that exact thing, except <laughs> I didn't remember the name of the character. But I was going to be like that one that one person from Reboot. Pretty sure a villain. Yeah. Yeah, and also the one misfriend who keeps talking to Adolin is creepy, like like super creepy. Like she's cool. I don't find her creepy. She's just like really curious about like getting to understand people. Dreaming. She's almost kind of like she's almost kind of like dreaming though. Charming in a data kind of way. Uh, all right. Next up, don't they have rainbows on the rain planet? I don't know what the rain planet is, Dave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe that would be... Mm, let me think. Could it be Roshar? The planet where there's always rain? Or, so in order in, or to have... Ensuing rain. In order to have a rainbow, you need sun. It's sunlight reflecting off of droplets of water that are in the air. That's sure. what makes a rainbow. So sure, if it... they have a sun. They At have a one. sun, but when it's actively storming, the sun's covered by 
Stormfather's cloud cover. Um, yeah. Maybe shortly after a high storm. There is time between storms. And after the weep, even like during the weeping. Yeah, but we don't know what the relative humidity is around here. If the humidity. I don't be bringing that refraction, Raisian, Vendeloy stuff. Rayleigh scattering. That's not this. Yeah. This is is actual refraction. Unray scattering. Rainbow is legit refraction. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing Pink Floyd doesn't exist on Roshar, so we can't have a rainbow (laughs) album cover. And that's okay, the- no, incorrect, because they specifically mention a prism. So the way that Mist, this, in re- for, for reference, this is the way that Mist Spren manifest themselves in the physical realm. They look like rainbows. And the description that Adon gives, he's like, oh, it's like, they look like what light looks like when it passes through a prism. I'm like, come on, you gotta have rainbows. Really? But they yeah. don't have Pink Floyd, so... How can anyone have a reference to what that means without Pink Floyd? Is the word rainbow even in that album? There's any Maybe. color you like. There's I'll see you on the dark side of the moon from oh, brain damage. On on that mm, on Freak. that topic, no, I'm doing. Eclipse. I'm sorry. I'm doing my annual re-listen of Till Death Do Us Blart. <laughs> It's Blart time. I'm almost gotta, up to the to the dark side of the Blart episode. Oh I'm man! Excited. I that's I have to I have to get back. I have to actually go and do that this year. I keep meaning to do it. It's a perfect time, huh? We it know is. what Mike's two good things are next week. Oh yeah, for for sure. Um. All right. So, uh, we get an Earthbound reference, which Craig doesn't get because he hasn't played one of the best games ever for the SNES. Poor Craig. Like some kind of heathen. I like Chrono Trigger. Okay. This is is different from Chrono Trigger. That it is. And that was sort of the problem. So uh, let me tell you quick story time. Um, I got exposed to Chrono Trigger because I was one of the store winners of the blockbuster video game contest that they had way back uh, in the 90s. Oh, the one where you played five minutes of Donkey Kong Country? Yes, that's the one. Oh, yeah, I I played that too. I I won at my store location. I was the winner. Uh, second place was actually my my good friend. Um, he he got second place. And keep in mind, he only played it on my like he didn't own Donkey Kong Country, so he played my copy, which is why he came in second place. I could practice at home. Anyway, uh, I won. I get a full year of rentals. That's that was the re- the reward. So I got Chrono Trigger as one of those uh months that i got you get you get like two free rentals a month or something and i picked chrono trigger as one of them and i instantly fell in love with the game i saw it because of nintendo power they mentioned it and my dad wasn't like he wouldn't buy rpgs so i didn't like know like how good it could be and man was it amazing was, so anyway, was he opposed to incredible value he he didn't don't, don't worry about it so he, he he bought me some game. It's fine. It's just I he, met his dad. RPGs are just a different bucket, so he never really like thought to to buy them. It's not so he, right right he here. Is Super Mario World, a game that you can play very and have a lot of fun with for like ten hours. Over here is Chrono Trigger, a game that you can play and have a lot of fun with for about three hundred hours. They cost the same amount. <laughs> that's not that's not how any of this works. Anyway, let me continue. 
So then I'm like, cool, I like RPGs. I really love Chrono Trigger. I wonder what else is good. And of course, they would talk about how good Earthbound was. So I'm like, well, I guess I got to try this out. The problem is Earthbound is nothing like Chrono Trigger. So I guess, I don't know. I went in with certain expectations and I didn't get very far. I got to two side. Is that the too far? What? Two side. I'm killing Dave over here. So yeah, I only got like, I did not get very far. And I didn't play it, and it's sad. Cause... And to this day, Craig has never played another video game because none of them are Chrono Trigger. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I play play. Luckily, all those times you luck... thought Craig won. Luckily, like, the you past can. Races. Luckily, you can get a whole lot of enjoyment out of Chrono Trigger, as Mike already said. I can, yeah, certainly. Anyway, that's my story behind Earthbound. I did try to play it before. Um, and I recently did try it uh, again after I met my wife because she loves Earthbound. So she had me play it. And that I got a little bit further, but I still got bored. Maybe Craig's wife you know what? can talk him into streaming it. See, Earthbound maybe, is... Maybe we should just get Craig's wife on the show. Yes, she could talk about it. So Earthbound to me is very much like, if I want to think about Dave's sense of humor... I think of Earthbound because I'm like, man, this is such a Dave game. So about 90%, if not more, of my sense of humor is derived from Earthbound and you all know the other one. Um, the Simpsons, uh, Strong Bad Email. Avatar. So like The Simpsons is, is probably third place, somewhere between like 5 to 20%, but maybe like the first 80 to 90% is Earthbound and Strong Bad Emails. Well, HomestarRunner.com as a whole. And hey, the Brothers Traps, they defined humor for a generation, and they, they deserve a lot of credit. Alright, welcome to Moonside. I assume this is just you covering that Shadesmar is weird. Much like Moonside. Well, it actually, it looks like Moonside because everything's dark. Like Moonside, and everybody says yes is no, and no is yes, and then when you talk to the warp man, you find the invisible guy with the unibrow. And the gold tooth. Man, spoilers, (laughs) not everyone played Earthbound on this podcast. That's not our fault. (laughs) It's also not really a spoiler. Uh, Alright, Adolin thinks Storm Uncle lived inside, I don't know what's going on with that. So Adolin talks about how, oh, there was this weird ancient spren called the sibling, and he lived inside Erythru. I'm like, Adolin, you dummy. Storm Uncle is Erythru. He didn't live inside Erythru. Or he just thinks Storm Uncle lived inside himself. Okay. Um, Both of those things are correct, in a way. Uh, Zoo spren is named Upmam. And yeah, sure is. He's also, like, the coolest friend here. Sorry, second <laughs> coolest friend here after um, uh, Pattern, who, oh my god, Pattern has the best scene. You guys, <laughs> you guys, Pattern has the best scene. He yes, really feet. does. He does. <laughs> uh, and just point of order, the audiobook pronunciation of Upman is Wapum. Up and Wapum, that's even better. <laughs> Wapum. Uh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you never forget, it's Wapum. 
Uh, why is the sky not blue? Because it's weird and magical. Adolin's still looking around for his Sulfrena at home. Uh, yes, we have we have my LRN at home. We don't need to go to McDonald's. And why did Adolin dress up for my LRN if she doesn't have eyes? Adolin dresses up for Adolin, okay? Let's get that straight. Adolin dresses up for Adolin. Nobody you know else. Okay. But so Shalon is jealous of Adolin's narcissism. Then it's not a narcissist. He wants That's, to look yeah. good, but he has <laughs> reasons for looking good. So he's like, he wants to, you know, dress his best for Maya. I, I, it's fine. It's she can't see it. Maybe, maybe not. But that doesn't mean the thought. It's the thought that counts. Well, I guess Sprint don't need ever... eyes to see. If you've ever worked in a call center, they tell you to smile when you answer the phone because people can hear it. There you go. And if you've ever worked in a call center, uh, you're dead inside. And, and you're not and, smiling. And hi, <laughs> me too. Yeah, you're dead inside and people can hear that as well. And confirm. Uh, Fat Chocobo's friend, I assume you're talking about the uh, what's-its guys that are that are hooked up like like raft horses? Uh, no, this is the glory spren, actually. The glory spren on the Shazmar side look like Fat Chocobo. Ah, okay. I forgot about that. Uh, Godeki says a lot of... He's really excited and very optimistic. Like, super-duper upbeat guy, Godeki is. Um, has a whole religious conversation with Adolin where he's like, I, I don't care if Honor's dead. The Almighty is is God and God isn't dead and I'm going to write about this and people are going to read it and they're going to love it and they're going to love me and I'm smart and I'm funny and gosh darn it people like me Oh, he's going to write Rhythm of War there always has to be the book within the book that has the same title he's going to write Rhythm of War isn't he I will not answer that but he does have a book of endless pages which if you'll recall from Way of Kings I think uh, Yasna suggested that as a potential devotory switch for Shalon. Huh. Is this like uh, when Strongbad wrote a dictionary, he had the infinite loop to get Homestar stuck in? Or he's like, crap for brains. See, cart for brains. Cart for brains. See, crap for crap. Crap for crap. See, crap for brains. And he gets that the book of endless... Um, well, he's going to die now, isn't he? Uh, as as stated, based on a real person who did pass away. My money's on not. Yeah. Uh, I keep forgetting that Arshkukwam is the stump. Why, why would you forget that, Dave? Because I know her as the stump. You know but, that I always prefer to call people by their nicknames. But she is, she is an integral character with, with deep backstory and characterization... And she's at the forefront of this expedition. I know. Uh, is Shinovar to the east of Shadesmar? We talked about that. Maybe the Honor Spren will be impressed by how Adolin cares for Maya Lauren. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. You don't know the Honor Spren. Shalon well, thinks on. the spy is on the mission just because Jombie got up to go peewee. So, I realized that the Sion is basically Jombie from Peewee's Playhouse. And he got up and didn't go. He got up to go peewee, and he came back and didn't come back in the exact correct 
orientation or space within our luggage or whatever. And now uh, Craig so. will do his very famous Pee Wee Herman impression for all of us. Right now. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. He's doing a dance. You can't see him. <laughs> He's doing... Oh my gosh. I showed that movie to my sister. Anyway. Uh, I was going to say, we, we forget her name isn't the stump because we finally have a perspective of her that isn't lift so she has a name did the children name her the stump or did lift name her the stump the children i think children did i think yeah yeah, i think so but lift uses it we also find out that uh the stump actually really likes lift and all children and she just thinks that lift needs uh discipline a firm hand and I don't disagree with her. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty True. swell, the stump. <laughs> and I like how she embraces her nickname, too. That speaks a lot about her. So she's got that line where she says, you know, the the children gave me that name. And um, yeah, anything that a child says to you that's complimentary, you know they mean it because they haven't figured out how to lie about that sort of thing yet. And so, yeah, in all my years of working as a children's librarian, some of the the compliments I got from the children, those are going to live in my heart forever. All right, next chapter. Mm, What chapter do you want to do next? I mean, Uh, we're just in chapter 22. I say we skip to 25 and then come back to 23. Uh, You want to? That I, seems like, complicated. Let's not do that. Legitimately, mm-hmm. I do, because 25 is, like, one of my favorite chapters of the whole book. Well, it sounds like something good to end the episode on. I mean, the spoiler-free part. And chapter... Maybe when you get to spoiler time, you can start with 25 and work your way back to 22. All right, no, chapter Dave 23. thinks we're going to talk about this book. <laughs> You're going to be talking about... Alloy of Law 3 and a half. Well, that was half a book, and then we got Dave Land. Are we going to count that as a choice? No. What? Would you call that four or three and a half? Chapter 23. It's book four. Finding Wounds. Am I going to leave those mumbles in? Yes. Yes, you are, Mike. <laughs> uh, baby. Neither of Kaladin's brains is in charge. So Frenna learned how to read in a week. I didn't even know they had periodicals in Erythru. <laughs> Come on. It it makes sense if you can see the italics. Come on. <laughs> that would be a good name for like a like a newsletter or a newspaper, right? In a week. But Whatever. It's the happenings on of Erythru <laughs> in a week. In a week, yeah. That's that that's my new headcanon, but they have oh uh, a newspaper or some some like weekly magazine or newsletter or something in Erythru and it's called In a Week. And when Sylphrena says, I learned to read in a week <laughs> she that she secretly means because she's Why like would the, you read well, that well, trash. she's like the she's the letter of the law literal interpret like she's of, of honor, right? She's as close to honor as any type of sprint, right? So she's like the letter of the law literal interpretation. So when she says, I learned to read in a week... No, 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 Dave. That's the law spren. You mean the high spren? 
Yes. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Let's let's build a cannon around this. Uh, there is a branch of the Ardentia that is responsible for writing up newspapers. Uh, that's A. B. Uh, they sell these newspapers by having women stand on busy street corners, and <laughs> men will pay them to read the newspaper to them instead of buying Wait, one. So for you themselves. have criers, but instead of town criers, it's the, the oh, women they have oh, no, no, no. They have oh. newsies, but instead of passing out the newspaper, they just have to read the newspaper, which means they have to print far fewer. So they what cut if back they on have, costs. What if they have little gatherings where you could go daily? They have like a 30 minute gathering where a bunch of guys get together to have someone read the paper to them. But if you if you do it on the street corner, they do it very quietly so as not to give anyone else free news. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. That you can make more money if you're inside of a building rather than being outside on the street. But what if I'm busy going about my day? I won't have and time then, to stop in at a newspaper theater. It's not just an urethra because you could send your copy by span read over to the Shattered Plains. So it doesn't have to be exclusive to just a location. That's right. They have the internet already. Hold on. It's basically Legit Yahoo News. Well, let's joking aside. We already know there's fashion magazines because Adolin likes to oh, look at them. Right. Okay, so, hold on. This is a legit thing that exists. I have I have a thing. They have recreated the printing press with Fabrial technology by binding one source. Uh, you just said what it is, and I've just blanked span on it. Span read. One source span read to like fifty other span reads, so it it all writes the same thing. The, 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 like a fax machine. 50 at a time. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of rubies, and the pen is so heavy, Why you guys. There? Why stop there? Why not? It's just it's multiple small. span reach. You don't need to do that. You can just chain them. Like You can have two per pen. That's true. Dave, stop talking sense. I like having 50 on one pen. <laughs> what? 50 rubies? 50 half rubies on one shard pen? Oh my goodness. All right, Brandon, uh, we want all spheres from this idea mailed to us. Thank you. At patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. You sure will. Yeah, I think that's all the plug we need this week. Uh, keep right. going. <laughs> We're a little behind, uh, if we have a time limit, which I don't think we do, but let's move on. <laughs> Oh, alright. It's super adorable when Sylphrena giggles at the word constipation. And I was starting to think this week that maybe my infatuation with Sylphrena is growing borderline unhealthy. No, Dave. Uh, it's your infatuation with fart jokes, and it's not unhealthy. Oh. Alright. But, okay, so I mentioned my dad's birthday party yesterday. And I had this kind of, like, everyone was talking at once, and I was starting to be like, uh-huh, yeah, I'm in a room with a bunch of people. And it reminded me of our conversation that uh, Sophrena and I had last week about how, you know, she doesn't like having too many things going on at once. And there was another thing that, like, I have, I kind of, like, I have smart brain and angry brain sometimes. And that made me think of Sophrena. 
So the solution to the too many people talking at once is to go find a dog or a cat in a quiet room. Oh, even better. I went out to my car and I took a nap. Oh, yeah. that That's great, too. Yeah. And I felt great the rest of the evening. And my nephew followed me, and my nephew just, like, sat there in the... I was in the passenger seat, and my nephew just got in and sat in the driver's seat and stared out the windshield waiting for me to wake up. That's incredibly like, patient. That's pretty he's cool. Like, it, was, it was only about 20 minutes, but he's, like, seven... I think he's eight years old. <laughs> and he just, like, sat there and waited for waited to hang out with me. I don't know. Maybe it was a little overwhelming for him, too. Huh. Yeah, that's a great excuse. I just want to hang out with Uncle Dave. You're you're providing an excellent example of like how to handle things when they get overwhelming. You're you're doing a good service. You're being a good uncle. I don't know. It's not always an option, but we'll not get into that. The point is, um, so friend is pretty great, you guys. All right, moving on. Kaladin catches Teft talking to his mom when he's supposed to be mobilized. Dang, I can't believe Hasina threw that Amaram line. I'm sure the refugee lady's uncle won't ever get mentioned again. Wow, Shalon even stole Pattern's boots. She has a problem. Why does that one cryptic look like Harpo Marks? Uh, those last two refer to the illustration at the end of this chapter. I really... Uh, I should have put, like, a line break there or something. All right. Uh, take it, Mike. I can't read the... There we go. Neither of Kaladin's brains is in charge. Uh, yeah, he's not really putting his brains to work on... Like, he's seeing patients, and it's just kind of going by the book and not working very hard at it. I don't remember why I wrote that. I think maybe because he was just kind of numb. Like, oh, he wasn't... Right. Right, right, right. It's it's like he's not happy, but he's not sad. And not sad yeah. is good enough. And, okay. And yeah, yeah, man. Uh, generally, this like hitting not sad when you have depression is achieved through medication. And yeah, a lot of times that's good enough, at least for a while. Like, it, it's such an improvement over what you would be otherwise doing that, like, it's it's nearly being happy. It's good enough. Uh, and then Sulfrena, we've discovered, has a subscription to the In a Week uh, magazine. Down. I forgot to... Okay, I have a very important question. So Sulfrena can, in limited ways, interact with the physical realm. We've seen this with the Black Bane Leaf, and now we see this with her lifting up pages, struggling though she may. She is able to lift the pages and turn the pages of the big medical book, right? It doesn't necessarily Correct. have to be big, but okay. Can Sulfrena use a mobile phone? It's probably too heavy for her to pick up, but no. she could probably push the button. Did she use the touch screen, do you think? A touchscreen? Absolutely a touchscreen. Because, like, don't you need electrons or something to do that? How do you know she How do touchscreens work? Okay. Craig, how do touchscreens work? You're the science guy. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I know in some instances what you said is basically correct. 
Do they need, need moisture uh, or electricity? It's it's, it's like, more electricity. Because um, like you can't use a touchscreen with like a wooden block, but you can yeah. you can if you have a glove with like a leather fingertips. Right, you need special fingertips through certain gloves. So yeah, it, it's an electric current. It's it's you need an electric current to interact with your phone. I remember in a like an early issue of Atomic Robo. Uh, he had trouble with touchscreens with his robot hands. He must have some good resistors. Uh, Alright, so yeah. Sulfrena has a subscription to In okay. a Week, Urathiru's only magazine. And she reads it on her cell phone. Heck yeah, she does. Uh, she giggles at constipation, as she should. Uh, Dave's infatuation with Sulfrena is growing borderline unhealthy. No, it isn't. <laughs> there you go. Thank You're good, you. Dave. All right. Uh, Teft swings by to talk to Kaladin's mom. And not to talk to Kaladin. He doesn't want to talk to Kaladin. Nobody wants to talk to Kaladin. Oh, come Hesina. on. Hesina is who they want to talk to. Kaladin, he, he only needs to get visits from light-eyed ladies. That's all he needs. He is eligibler than any other bachelor in the Light Eyes community. Yep. If only he had a country that his land was in. <laughs> he does have land, though. That just isn't in a country. Uh, I don't remember what Amaram line Hasina said. Uh, I think she want like, because Kaladin is trying to send Teft back to war. And she's like, you can't just send people off to war to get rid of them. That's what Amaram would do. And like, ouch, mom. Like, that was your son. But okay. Yeah, so Teft is here claiming that he's he has also taken a leave similar to Kaladin. He talked to Dalinar about it. And that he has battle fatigue. And Kaladin's like, no, you don't. You liar. Who's lying? Lying liar. Who lies? Liar. Uh, but Teft is actually there because... Uh, he he knows that Kaladin shouldn't be left all all in his lonesome with all of his friends gone. That's what that's what Kaladin thinks, and he's probably right. But I don't think we get confirmation from Teft. Uh, I'm happy taking Kaladin's word on this one. Like, if he's assuming that Teft is being a good friend to him, then his brain is in a good enough place to work this out. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then we end the chapter with them saying that they're going to go look for some lady's uncle who's been missing. And so they do. And then, and then we have pictures. And then we and get some one of the crypt one of the cryptics looks like Harpo Marks. I, I don't know why. Uh, and also we see that the cryptic is... We see the... Get a close-up. Not a close-up. Oh, dear goodness. It's not this... Oh, my gosh. We get a... A full-bodied picture of a cryptic, and the cryptic happens to be barefoot. And I'm thinking, what happened to this cryptic's boots? Did you? And this this might not be Shalon's cryptic. It might not be Shalon's pattern, but it, it certainly is someone named Pattern, and it's walking around barefoot. And I think Shalon may have taken its boots. And also Harpo Marx has yeah. like an afro. All of that sounds about right. Oh. All right, look at this picture of like 
you see like the back of the head of the cryptic and it, I, I don't even know how else to say it. Okay, I, I think I am looking at the picture because it's on the Coppermine page. So you're talking about like it looks like a guy in a robe type thing, although it's it's very angular and yeah. Um, the uh, in the previous chapter, the cryptic robes were described as glass like. Sure. Okay. But I mean, that's that's what the picture looks like, and you can see their long skeletal type hands, and of course a pattern that's let, floating. In let the me head. let me help us out here. Uh, cryptics in the cognitive realm look like PS1 graphics. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Final Fantasy 8 or 9? Oh, for sure 7, but not like the Oof. FMV Oof. scenes in 7. <laughs> they don't have barbell arms. Anyway, is is this the picture you're referring to? The one with one standing in the middle, like gesturing towards the right. And yeah, the there's one a like of different views. Center right, I think you see the back of him, and he's got a big fro. <laughs> I mean, that's just his pattern, but yes, it looks like a fro. Yeah, I, I do a love wise. how patterns all like, woo! I'm back in Shadesmar. I have feet. I'm a walk on them. I think the center one might actually be pattern, though. I'm a little confused. Well, I'm a little teapot. Short and stout. <laughs> so, do the Spren not exist simultaneously in Shadesmar and the physical realm? Some do Correct. and some don't. Cryptics do huh. not. Cryptics are fully in the physical realm when they, when they cross over. Yeah, I think any uh... of the ones that are bonded to a Radiant... That that is the case. Yeah, they they only exist in one location. With the non sentient sprin, pieces of them leak through to the physical realm, but for the most part, they exist in the cognitive realm. Although some more than others, like wind sprint, for example, are more in the physical realm uh, than in the co in the cognitive realm. But those that are bonded, oh, they're four dimensional. They're they're transitioning from the cognitive realm into the physical realm. Hmm. Sprint are different. Keep in mind, Sprint are spontaneous, sentient forms of investiture. You're reading that straight out of Coppermind. No, I'm not. I had to remember <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, it was like spontaneous, sapient, something, something, uh, form night of investiture. Bloods. All right. Chapter night 24. wasn't very spontaneous. All right. Chapter 24. Uh, lift. Is the title of this chapter apparently? Um, okay. Hey, ding, ding, ding! We have a new shard invention. It might not be new, but I don't remember it. No, th yep. this is new the first me. time you get to see a new shard, and it's called Invention. Yay! All right. Shadesmar is even more like Earthbound than I realized. Uh, I know why I wrote that. I wonder if Mike will. Is it where you is can Bot run really fast in a spiral and then immediately go somewhere else? No. Uh, where is... I'll, I'll give you a hint. It is like Earthbound in the same way that it is like A Link to the Past in glitched speedruns. Alright. Where is Baedo Mishram now? Formless can't really be that bad, can she? Maybe she's like Badalyn or the Negascot. Wait, I have a theory. What makes the three think there is one spy? 
Could it be that there are zero spies? Doxandra strikes again. <laughs> Doxandra, where have you been? <laughs> Wait, I have a better theory. There are at least at least two spies. One of them might even be Vale. Not sure. I don't believe the word mesmerize exists on Roshar, but not Rainbow. Explain that to me. All right. When did we get there? Uh, because uh, it's, it's, it's auto-translated to English. <laughs> okay. Uh, next note. Go on Wikipedia rabbit hole about Franz Mesmer if I have time to finish reading chapters. Okay. Uh, is this a bad jokes kissing book? <laughs> Murdered by Shadesmar is good. That didn't. That didn't uh, part. Murdered by Spren is what I should have gotten. Murdered by Spren is good. Yeah. Vale's prophetic drawing came true. Yes, the entire situation. <laughs> I don't get it. The quote from the Princess Bride I just did? I wasn't actually telling you to shut up. I was just quoting Grandpa Columbus. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and then Adolin says, The entire situation could change by the time we reach the honor spread. Eh, probably not. DTA knows hardly anything about BAM. Heralds? Sons of Honor? I hope this mission isn't a wild chicken chase. Wild chicken. <laughs> Alright, Mike, have it. Uh, Invention is a, is a shard name that we didn't have before, and it's a new one. And now that's all we have. Yep. Uh, that brings... How many shards do we know the name of at this point? Next chapter, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. can we just talk about this next chapter, Mike, next to make chapter. it easier? <laughs> but I wanted to do a, a gag. Okay, well. All right, whatever all right. the number is, subtract uh, three. <laughs> uh, I think right. legit we have you can, 15. You can do a gag, but I actually wrote them all out in my notes in the next chapter. Oh, good, because I, I, th I think it's 15. I think that's the number. Like, we're 15. just missing one. Well, okay. I very famously said 15 once. Hold but on. But you probably don't know that on this Craig, podcast. We yeah. know 15. Dave doesn't know 15 yet. There's at least one more that I can think of that he definitely hasn't heard yet. Except from me, because I told him one time, because I thought it was funny. Wait, really? Because I don't know what you're talking about. Me neither. Okay. Uh, so it remains Shades... funny and not spoiler. Shadesmar is even more like Earthbound than I realized. Craig, take us home. What does that mean? Oh, is it when you run really fast and teleport? Ah, no! Alright, so did <laughs> you guys ever watch a an Earthbound speedrun where they they go out of bounds and you can see like all of the different areas connected on the one giant map? And similarly, same thing with... Uh, with A Link to the Past and probably many video games where, like, everything actually exists on one map, and if you go out of bounds, you can go from one area to the other just by walking there. It's kind of like in Shadesmire, where you can just walk from one planet to another, basically. Okay. But they, they don't have any skip sandwiches in Shadesmire. So they can't clip through one-pixel tiles, then. Okay. Where is Ba Edo Mishram now? Honestly, I don't know. 
I kind of gem somewhere or not? In, in a gem, yes. Probably in a gem, but like where that gem is, I don't know. So I say I mean, that's so, what that's what the the ghost bloods are trying to search for, right? That's what's mentioned. Well, that's one of the things we're trying to do. Baido Mishram was the one that gave the fused their superpowers, and somehow Correct. tracking Baido Mishram in a gem made the singers become the Parshmen. Baido Mishram did an odium impression for a little yes. while. Somehow uh, like she Robin was able Williams. to connect to all of the singers. And, and it sounded and, like this. Hey everybody, I'm I'm Odium. You should have you should have fuse powers now. We're gonna do a desolation. Okay, bye. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> wait, 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 this desolation is completely false. Bay Edo Homesar. Uh right. Homedium, sorry. Formless can't really be that bad, can she? Maybe she's like Battlin or the Negascot. If you don't know who Battlin is, just don't explain it. But because uh, it's ne kind of a spoiler, and I thought about not rating it, but Negascott's a pretty good guy. Like they're going out for pancakes later, or waffles, something like that. They're going out for something later. Yeah, they they actually have a lot in common. It's fine. <laughs> I, I I love that sequence. So I actually have something for that it, that has to do with. Scott Pilgrim, and it's kind of spoilery, but I'm going to say it here anyway. Um, when Negascott is first introduced, like, we get some, like, mirror stuff. But at the time that Negascott is introduced, regular Scott is a real a-hole. And he doesn't have any character development yet. So Negascott, at that point, would probably be a pretty good guy. And so once regular Scott does have character development, he just gets to be more like Negascott at that point. That, that's I like that. That's oh wow! Theory. I thought did they even in the movie did they even bring up Nega Scott before the ending? Yeah, yes. there's there's a couple you of see him in a mirror. Yeah. So oh really? Have, you had oh, the reference to a Nega enemy when they're playing the uh, the DDR martial arts game, and then you did get to see him in a mirror. Because I think I they were going to actually have a legit battle yeah. sequence. Well, in the comics, he had like a whole sequence with him. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I have to watch that movie again. Any excuse to watch that movie is a good excuse. Yeah, it's, we should, it's a good We movie. should watch it while we play Spirit Island, Dave. Oh, I could do that. Um, okay. So Mike's theory is that Nega Scott just didn't have time to catch up and be negative good Scott. Or just didn't get character development toward being worse uh, after being created as the good version of Scott because regular Scott was a real a-hole. That is... one time with him? Oh, yeah. Dude, he, punched, no. he punched the moon for her, but then he was also a jerk towards her. All right. Anyway. Uh, Dave thinks there's no spies and it's Duxandra, and he's 100% right. Spoilers. Uh, oh, Dave man. Thinks, Dave thinks thinks there's at least two spies, and one of them is Vale, and he's 100% right, and spoilers. One uh, of them might be Vale. I'm not sure, but I'm not discounting I, I want to know, I, I legit want to know what you mean by there's zero spies. One, because it's a Doxandra situation. 
they think there's a spy, but it was actually just somebody. Oh uh, man, what was the theory that he just couldn't go on anymore, but he had to get everything in order, so he trained a Chandra to replace him. And that Chandra is Vale. Ah. Uh... See, that's why Mike, Vale. Don't give off spoilers, man. See that that's why Vale has always been presented as being bald. The clues were there <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, when they say that her hair is black, what they mean is that her hair is transparent, i.e. non-existent. It's it's a half hair. A rab? No, like a half beard. It's a half hair. Oh, right. a bit. Uh the word mesmerized exists, but rainbow doesn't. And Dave hey, wants to go what? down a, a Wikipedia hole. Uh, yeah, is... What's the etymology of Mesmer? There's it a guy named Franz Mesmer <laughs> that the word mesmerize comes from. Although, fun fact, I didn't get very deep into the Wikipedia rabbit hole, but I did. He, he was into this thing called animal magnetism, which kind of, I think, let's just say that Mesmer, I think, would be into realmatic theory. Uh, yeah, yeah, he would. Did you know that the game Guild Wars had a Mesmer class? No. Did they practice animal magnetism? Uh, no, they were just um, AoE debuffs against enemies. That was their big thing. Anyway. Neat. Is this a bad yeah. jokes kissing book? Uh, is this where Adolin and Shalon make bad jokes at each other and kiss. Yeah, they don't even kiss. They did tell oh, right. a lot of bad jokes, though. Yeah, because cause, uh, Pattern interrupts them to be like, I have feet! <laughs> <laughs> no. Does that no just... bathing! Uh, I think he said that before. Mating is now approved. Anyway, they're married now. They're allowed to mate. Uh, Vale's prophetic drawing came true. Adolin grew a unibrow. That's what happened. Yeah. No, he got cross-eyed. He got the wrong feature. The unibrow was the guy from Moonside. Dang. <laughs> the entire situation could change by the time we reach the honor spren. I don't know how that's relevant, because they don't know what the situation with the honor spren is and won't know until they get there. What are you talking about, Adolin? Well, they know the situation, which is that Honor Sprint are done sending any others to go bond with um, any Windrunners. So that that is the situation. The situation is they're going to see the Honor Sprint, but by the time they get there, like there might be some giant giant Cthulhu attack or something. No, guys, the situation is one of the cast members from Jersey Shore. All right. Like pulling out your ten-year-old joke. There it is. Eh, probably not. Thank you, Dave, I don't for think any ten-year-olds have watched the Jersey Shore. Thank you, Dave, for defending my bad joke in your next bullet point before I even said the bad joke. I appreciate that. I appreciate the support, <laughs> buddy. Wow, uh, how'd you know, Dave? Eh, probably not. DTA knows hardly anything about BAM, which is still quite a bit more than the humans know, which is weird, because they they do have more sources of information. 
and like should uh, know for more the at record this point. uh for the record dreaming though awake which is the name of the stumps misprint um i think reverie is a pretty cool name that means the same thing i would call her reverie okay cool uh herald sons of honor yeah those are those are both groups of Kind of, sort of, secret societies, if you think about it a little bit. Uh, the Heralds aren't very secret. <laughs> Skybreakers? Wait, Sky what's, what's the other one? Shalon's Lightweaver Group? I forget, it has a name. Uh, the McMuffins. The, the under... The, the Unseen Court. The Unseen Court, thank you, Mike. Right, that's the dating on the DL, right. How many secret societies exist on Roshar? As many as there are cats, I think is the joke. Well, you you can't swing a cat without hitting a member of a of a secret society, and you will also get sued by the ancient and obvious order of the cat swingers. And then the cannibal looks up and says, "Did we mess up the premise of this joke?" No, he didn't, because that's the clown. I hope this mission isn't a wild chicken chase. Man, wouldn't that be just hilarious if we had, like, an entire subplot devoted to a road trip across the cognitive realm, and it ended up being nothing. They get there, the castle, um, the guards are like, yeah, we already have a grail. Go away. And then they leave. I mean, the book's pretty long. Do you think he would really pat it? With something like that? Oh, I... Okay. The commitment to the bit part of me hopes that he does. The... This book is already so long, can we please focus on the plot part of me? Really, really hopes he doesn't. You know, we should come up with a bunch of bird-related... Uh... Idioms. And just replace whatever bird or bird term with chicken. Like, a bunch of kids in kindergarten get together and they sit down in a circle and they're like, let's play chicken, chicken, chicken. <laughs> what? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm the chicken. <laughs> what else? Uh, a chicken in the bush is worth two in the hand. Uh, hold on, though. Hold on. Like, th- that's funny, but legit kindergartners on Roshar would be playing like crab crab lobster or something like that and yeah shoal shoal axe hound sir (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry jeez or like oh look it's a chicken it's a plane it's some some superhero that doesn't pay us royalties to say his name on our podcast and storm blessed yeah it's he does pay us he pays us well all right, can we can we keep going? I would like to keep I'm going. I'm trying to think of more chicken jokes, but we'll do that next week. Maybe we'll get some feedback from chat Discord. All right. Chapter 25, Deviant Art of Mercy. All right, so here we have the epigraph, and we are adding to the list Whimsy, Mercy, and Valor. So let's think of all of the shards whose names we know. So that's three. We have Invention. Ruin, Preservation, Endowment, that's 7. Honor, Cultivation, Odium, that's 10. Autonomy, Devotion, Dominion, that's 13. Sandy, Betty, 
And I couldn't put two and 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 two together. I'm sorry, guys. Wait, you're missing one. That that's what I just said. The one that we know. Did you say ambition? Nah, you you missed ambition. Ambition. Yeah, we ambition. Ambition is deady, I think. Okay, sure, but so is devotion and dominion. Autonomy is sandy. Wait, devotion and dominion are dead. Yeah. That's why they have the door, and it's stuffed in the cognitive realm. That's the whole problem. Right, it's three stages syndrome. It all gets stuck at the door. Devotion, dominion, and ambition are dead. Honor, honor is is dead. dead, And I'll see what I can do. We can do. Yeah. (laughs) By deady, I specifically meant the uh, silence of hell one. That's ambition. Yeah, and. The Taldane world is Autonomy's world. Oh, so I actually only have 14 then. You have 14, hmm. and that's all we know. You are actually legit caught up with as much as we know. And I thought the one that I told you that wasn't included yet was Whimsy, but apparently it was included, so never mind. Yeah, we we are given Whimsy. Alright, so we know the names if I may of quote, 14. This epigraph says, Whimsy was not terribly useful, and Mercy worries me. I do think that Valor is reasonable, and suggest you approach her again. It has been too long in her estimation since your last conversation. So Sazed is scared of Mercy. That's interesting. Yep, that is interesting. And by Sazed, I mean Harmony. But I guess there are only 15 shards. (laughs) Well, so they add harmony to the list. That's interesting. I wonder if there are names for every possible combination of shard as well. Hey guys, I think we should tell Dave the 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 other thing we know about Mercy. Yes, do it. All right. So this comes from I'm pretty sure Word of Branded, and right. you're at a roughly appropriate point to to know this. This is about where we were ish. I think we had finished the book, but, like, whatever. Uh, Mercy actually assisted Odium in killing Ambition. Odium killed Ambition? I thought Autonomy killed Ambition. No, Odium killed everybody, man. Uh, So there's a problem, Mike. It's, he's gonna read it in an upcoming epigraph. Oh, really? And it still won't matter to the plot of this book. It's chapter 27, it's super close, like, it's fine. Okay. He said it's about as close. Yeah, we, I mean, got her pretty close. And I thought it was a word of Brandon and not, uh, whatever. Doesn't matter. Now you know. Mercy is scary. Mercy participated in the clash between Odium and Oh, Ambition. that's like, there's, maybe it was like a euthanasia thing. You know, mercy. Like, it's like a mercy killing? So that's that's my theory. When we first read it, I'm like, maybe it's sort of like a mercy killing, and mercy helped actually get rid of ambition. But chapter twenty-five, we still yeah. have to talk about it. All right, yeah, yeah, we do. It's very important. No, no, real. Oh, this is one of Mike's favorite chapters. I think. Oh, yeah, this, I remember what happens in this chapter. Okay. 
but in case I forgot, let's read the bullet points. Is, no, is no there real. something I need to do, Dave, for this chapter? At the end of the chapter. Uh, at the last bullet point. So get okay. ready for that. All right. I'm no, ready. no real. Lyrin is really good at remembering those who have been forgotten. Just like the... Nah, that would be cheating. Oh, you're a bright lord stormface or whatever. Devotery of mercy. And side note, every time I see the word devotery, I want to pronounce it devotery. I don't know if that's just me, but I'm pretty sure devotery is correct. Uh, devotery of mercy. Wait, that's the name of a shard. <gasps> and she helped kill what's-his-face. Brandon should have made that this chapter's title. Guys, deviant art of mercy. Oh, Trell has in Trell has uh, invaded Roshar apparently. Wait, who's Trell? Is that ambition? Wait, Trell. Who's Trell? Is that autonomy? Definitely not ambition. Do we know? <laughs> okay, is is Trell a shard bearer? Well, right, because Trell because the metals are named after bearers, right? Like uh, Atium. Yeah. So Trell Trellium would be a shard bearer, not a shard. Which shard is he? Wait, which one are who are we talking about now? Which shard does Trell hold? I will point out that the name of the person holding the autonomy shard is Bavidin. Bavidinium would be the name of the metal. Right. But we have seen the metal Trellium, which means Trellium is a shard bearer. We, so we which... know that there was a religion on Skadriel called Trelgism, I believe. Trelgism. And... and there's also Trellism. They are slightly different Which things. is the modern one that Palm was talking. As well as uh, My uh, Miles. Is that his name? Miles? Miles Thousandsworth. Yeah. yeah. Miles Thousandsworth. Uh, so if you are worshipping trellis, do you, would you bond a cultivation sprint because they're made of vines and vines grow on trellises? <laughs> sure would. Alright, neat. Uh, so what shard does Trell have? That's the question. Um, we have a little more information on that from the new book, but based okay, based on the conjecture and the bits of evidence we had at the end of Bands of Mourning, we're pretty sure autonomy. Interesting. And autonomy is Sandy. Autonomy is Sandy, so, so yes. It's, it's not spoilers to say this because you already know this. Uh, if you remember Paji, Ireland... What? Oh, first of the sun. Yeah, Pachi. No, not Pachi. It is actually Pachi. an avatar. I'm pretty sure of... it's like Spanish for dad or something, or Brazilian for dad or something like that. It is, is Brazilian an avatar a language of autonomy, and autonomy likes to make avatars. Like that's just what autonomy does. Is that? Yeah, autonomy she... likes to ignore the agreement everybody made when they. <laughs> no, no, no. She's, she's not conversing with other uh, shards. She's just making a bunch of avatars. That's all. Shattered Adonalsium. Shards. Any questions? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, who's, yeah, who's... What shard is behind the Devotery of Mercy? Uh, probably Honor. <laughs> I were to guess. Uh, Devotery of Mercy. Brandon should have made that this chapter's title instead of whatever I wrote. Kaladin doesn't complain about being a Light Eyes anymore, at least not vocally. Third Don authorization, you say? Well, Sylphrena is busy playing video games and can't be summoned as a shard blade because she's on the last boss and she forgot to save <laughs> and the game has no pause feature. 
So if you summon her now, she'll be really, really justifiably upset. Dave, take the trash out. Dave, you need to take the trash (laughs) out right now. Dave, I don't care what you're doing on your video games. You need to take the trash out now. That's not like a fly is going to come this instant. Okay, I think Mike's referring to Galaxy Quest, because that's what I'm picturing. I mean, there's that, and then there's also, did you not have that exact conversation? Or rather, did your parents not have that exact conversation at the worst possible time with you? At least a dozen times? (laughs) Do they understand? Alright, moving on. Word. With my words. Of radiance. Uh, Okay. You guessed Teft can do it. Okay. Teft can do it. Alright, Ardent Yeoman. Or Yaden. I can't remember. I get those two names mixed up. And... (laughs) Oh, um, <laughs> hey, I still remember when I you literally guys were can never it. remember who's Yeoman and who's And Yaden. you put Yaden, I'm like, I don't know who that is, guys. All right. Is he important? Guys, I think we need to start doing this, and I need, I think it needs to happen retroactively. Every Y name needs to have a J sound to, in order to counter the J names having Y sounds. So yeah. that is Ardent Jilman. <laughs> but it's not really German or Jaden. <laughs> oh god i've killed um, Dave. it's probably not really joman or joe man or joe camel <laughs> i don't smoke but i you wouldn't know it by listening to me right now um Oh, man, where was I going with this? So, glasses. Something with glasses. I don't know. But he doesn't have tattoos on his face, so it's probably not that guy. That, that is Yeoman, by the way, who you're talking, who you're trying to refer to. Did he to. have glasses, or did he just have a headband with an ATM beat on it? Why do I picture him having glasses? I, like, I'm pretty sure I got everything I think wrong. he just had the headband. They had another one that was a former uh, obligator who, who did have glasses. Uh, I'm just like, I'm like, didn't he wear glasses and he had an ATM bead like in the bridge of the glasses, like hidden? If you look at his <laughs> picture on Coppermine, it his tattoos make it look like he has glasses on. Oh, and he takes his tattoos off in this scene and <laughs> profusely polishes them. Uh... It was kind of funny. It was one of those like, uh, Brandon's trying to be funny, haha. <laughs> and it was kind of funny. But anyway, it's probably a different guy. Probably wasn't an obligator because they didn't mention his tattoos. Okay. The surgeon should leave the medical issues to those... Wait, what? This is just like that movie. Or that book it's based on. Or real life. Or that episode of Quantum Leap that's based on real life. Kaladin is good at annoying people. He learned from the best. Alright. What? Hey! Was that a jibe at Sulfrena? How dare you? She's hard at work and not here to defend herself. Sulfrena shows up. I dare you to say that line about that thing again, Kaladin. Kaladin and Teft take a suicidal guy to get fresh air and see the sky. (laughs) And rather than read my final bullet point of this week, I'm just going to have Craig share the meme image that I created. It'll be up on the stream. It is on the stream. We should post it on our Discord now. 
Oh, I will. We've we've already plugged Discord today. Dude, I like it. So it's it's um uh Lucy, Lucy from I-, I was getting there from Peanuts. And it's you know psych psych psychi- <laughs> what? Psychiatric? Is it actually how you spell psychiatric? Psychiatric. Psychiatric help. Five chips. So I date one instead of five cents. It's five chips. The doctor is Kaladin. (laughs) Yep. But really, uh, talking about it doesn't do it justice. Join our Discord server. I'll post it in there. It's so good because Lucy has a a beard and has, of course, the, the glyph at the top of her forehead. Oh, yeah. I love that you use the the scent as like the scent mark as the C in chips. I'd like to believe <laughs> that that's how they do it on Roshar. <laughs> All right, close us out, Mike. Okay, uh, we learn some more shards. Blah blah blah. We talked about that. No Noral. So they go hunting for the one lady's uncle, and. They find out where he was dropped off, and he's not there anymore. Um, I don't know why we're talking about Liren. Honestly, I, I legitimately don't remember. Oh, uh, well, Liren remembers No Real. So Kaladin was like, "Oh yeah, my dad remembered No Real, but he remembers everybody who have been forgotten." Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he's talking to the Ardent, and the Ardent's like, eventually recognizes Kaladin. Uh, why does oh because he makes some pillows float that's why and only Kaladin can do that Uh, then Devotary of Mercy that's the chapter title Uh, Kaladin has like a little internal thing of like I still hate being a light eyes but I don't complain about it out loud anymore I'm growing uh, and then the Ardent's like, I can't give information, or no, they move on to the next place, and the guy they talk to there is like, I can't give out patient information to anybody below the third dawn. And Kaladin's like, well, I could summon Silfrena, but she's busy doing laps around the tower. So, uh, hey Teft, can you, can you, can you have a sword now, please? And so he does. What what is his sprint off doing? What that what if she was busy? Uh, she's not. She's right there the whole time at human size because that's her deal. Oh, she was actually there with them. That makes I, sense. It's not mentioned, but probably I don't know. Spren can be invisible, I, man. Remember? I just like I just like Kaladin being all Taft. You do it. I like that he's con- um considered of self. She could be playing video games. That's yeah. pretty nice. And then Dave needs to scroll down so I can read more. Uh, so there's an Ardent there that they talk to, and it's Yeoman from Mistborn. It 100% is Yeoman from Mistborn. We found a world hopper, you guys. <laughs> Did he even he have removes glasses? his tattoos and everything. <laughs> well, makeup can do that. Uh, and then the guy's, like, arguing with Kaladin about how he shouldn't be in charge of the medical care of the the people under their care, except that he's a surgeon, so, like, who better at this point? 
honestly. Uh, and then you make references to a bunch of stuff, and I don't actually know what you're referencing because one flew over the cuckoo's nest, starring Jack Nicholson, based on the book, based on probably real life, but also there was that episode of Quantum Leap that you might have heard of that show. Oh, so you didn't want to go with a psych reference because they had they had one of those too. I didn't realize that they went into the history of psychiatric care. Uh, not in the episode of Psych, but it had Brad Dourif. Ah, good old Brad. Ben Sanderson. Um, so yeah, Kaladin's like, I'm gonna talk to this guy, and you can't stop me. So he talks to the guy, and the Ardent doesn't stop him. And Kaladin's all like, hey, I'm gonna describe to you what me being depressed feels like, and if you don't agree to go along with what I'm saying, I'll keep annoying you. And so the guys are like, okay, I'd rather go along with this than be annoyed, so let's go. <laughs> Was this a jibe at Sulfrena or Teft? I feel like it could maybe refer to Teft, but probably refers to Sulfrena. About uh, the annoying bit. I mean, he's probably talking about Sulfrena, but he should have been talking about the Lopin. But the Lopin wasn't specifically annoying Kaladin in order to help him with his depression. He was just annoying the Kaladin because that's what he does. I was also thinking of Adolin being like, yeah, you're coming drinking with me and no arguing. Yeah, there's some of that too. Um, Maybe the best is actually a collective of all four of those people. I mean, Kaladin's got a good support group here. Is, is kind of the, the big breakdown. Uh, so yeah, they, they take the guy who has recently attempted suicide to an open-air balcony, and nothing bad happens. It's fine. I was a little worried for a moment. Uh, but the important thing is that this chapter features my favorite character in the entire series so far, which is Kaladin Stormblast. Action Therapist. Ooh, I like that title. And, yeah, he is... Mike has been so excited for this. God, I love this part so much. I could have read an entire book of just this, but then, like, Brandon was like, oh, let's have other characters and B-plots and stuff. Anyway. Uh, this isn't a B-plot? The whole thing about the Envoy to Are the Are you listening? This is... is the A-plot, man. <laughs> It is a plot. I will give you that. Well, so, what what Adolin and Shalon are doing? That's the B plot. Yeah. So this is this is Kaladin basically creating modern psychology and like ther and mental health therapy from nothing, and skipping all of the times in real life where someone put in charge of a mental health facility has committed war crimes. Yeah, see, he's already experienced all the war crimes, so he can skip that part. Right, so no lobotomies and no chemical castrations or physical castrations or anything like that. He's just going to talk to people. Skip all that. Just skip all that and go right to mental health and, and well-being. I like that plan. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, if you if you would like to learn more, there's all sorts of stuff you can look up about the history of mental health, 
and the horrifying things that people in power have done with it. Yeah. But we're talking about Kaladin doing a good thing, so let's right. let's keep going with that. Yeah, he skips straight to functionally like modern therapy, basically, and it's great. And I legitimately could have very happily read an entire book where this was it. But, you know, I also care about mental health treatments. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. Anybody got anything for this? Or am I just very excited about a thing that nobody else cares about? No, Cause... I think it's good. You're, you're doing a good, you're doing yes. it justice, Mike. I also am excited, though. Because, let me tell you, uh, this is not a popular section of the book for a lot of people. Huh. Lots of people thought well, this was bad. those people are wrong. I agree. I, I liked it when, when I was first reading through this. I liked the steps that he was taking because it's, it's really hard to see. Coming from our society and our perspective, it can be easy to, to have the assumption that people are taken care of mentally. Um, but like you pointed out, Mike, for most of our history, that was not the case. So, oh, no. Um, so, yeah, like, what we're shown that the Ardents are doing is historically the best thing that has been done to people who have had mental crises or have mental illness or are, for any other reason, shoved away into one of these facilities. Just benign neglect was, like, the best-case scenario. You guys are missing it. Uh, in my Twitch channel, Dave is busy trying to think of the ship name for Kaladin and Leshtui and what it should be called. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to come right out and be honest. Um, I want Kaladin to end up with Leshtui so he doesn't fall in love with Sylphrena. Because you want her for yourself. I get it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, kind of sounds like we're done with Dave for for the episode, unless Dave has more stuff or we have more stuff for Dave. Nope. Nope. Yeah, sounds good. Let's let's kick him off. All right, let's get rid of Dave and talk about a completely different book. Bye, Dave. <laughs> Bye, Dave. I can't wait. I actually just got a uh, a notification on my phone about a from a a bookstore online. And it wanted to let me know that Brandon Sanderson <laughs> wrote a new book. Was it, was uh, it LargeRiverInSouthAmerica.com? Uh... <laughs> the nice thing night, for everybody. you, Dave, is that in like six months, you'll be able to read the book. That is so close to time of release. It's scary. Yeah. Dude. Oh, okay. man. It's almost like I was there. I'm going to go ahead and call it. I think the prologue of The Lost Metal is going to be your favorite chapter of the Cosmere so far, Dave. Oh, is it a no. scene from Arrested Development? You, you, you have to <laughs> beat the Selfrena interlude that we just read for Dave. I think it does. It was great. Uh, it was great. It, it wasn't like top-notch writing. I love this. This is my favorite Sanderson moment. But it was just I just liked it because I like Selfrena. It wasn't like ah 
this is so amazing. Um, that that would go to the end of Way of Kings when uh, this is probably actually is my favorite Cosmere moment to date is when Dalinar trades in his shard blade to purchase his slaves. But yeah, anyway, that's good. Anyway, have a good night, y'all. All right, bye, Dave. Bye, Dave. Bye. Dave's gone. Play the thing. Talk about a new book. I finished part one. But I am not opposed to hearing spoilers from you guys if you want to talk about later stuff. Oh, hold on. Real quick, for our listeners, keep in mind, as of this moment, we are going to be including and talking about the Lost Metal, which, as as of this recording, just came out this week for us. Um, so it's been out for, like, two months by the time you hear this, and you've already finished it. So, sure. do you guys have I fun just want to with make the Lost sure... Metal? I bet you did. I am enjoying it. I just wanted to make sure when like Dave does his re-listen or something, he gets to this point, he knows to stop and wait until he reads it, which will probably happen anyway before he listens to this. Um, all right, so as I said, I finished part one. I also cheated and read the epilogue at the back. Whoa! Why? Oh, that's interesting, actually. Goodness. I, oh, because... I haven't read that yet. Because so. I, I had at least one thing that I wanted to happen and it turns out it didn't. So I won't, since you haven't gotten there, I won't tell you about it, but yeah. So uh, I had bullet points for Lost Metal up to part one. Okay. Do you, do you want them? No. Well, tough. You're going to get them. Uh, yeah. Chapter 17. <laughs> this level of energy release could happen only if some of the investiture or the matter itself was transformed into energy. Um, so there's this. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna continue. I want to continue the the bullet points because it's gonna I'm gonna put it all together. But here's the key idea: investiture, matter, and energy are all the same fundamentally. Energy can become investiture. This is the soul of Furukami. Investiture can become matter. That is where harmonium comes from, and matter can become energy which we know as E equals MC square. Yep. Vandel, Vandel is, is a regular uh, Albert Einstein on well, Scadrial guy just, here. He's quoting someone else. But, dude, I, I have pointed this out, that for our world, E equals MC squared is like the idea that matter and energy are the same thing. Um, and you can uh, easily, but move between the states. And in the Cosmere, investiture is also one of those things. Now, in my view, I'm like maybe investiture is a type of energy and it's sort of like E times I equals MC squared or something else like that where I is investiture. However, apparently what we're being told, the actual equation is E equals MC squared equals I. So you can sort of move between... Well, there, I'm sure there's some other constants that I, I'm missing because we don't know the constants related to investiture and how it translates to energy or matter. But there you go, guys. I have pointed out that physically the way the Cosmere works is that investiture is a fundamental, I guess, state in, in the Cosmere. Investiture is fundamental. So here it is. It's right here in the book. I was excited. I had to highlight it. I know I talked about it. Yep. It it reminded me of 
the magical library from Discworld because knowledge equals power equals energy equals matter equals mass. And, and that's why used bookstores are bigger on the inside. And, you know, when you when you put a bunch of books together, then all of that knowledge, it, it distorts space time and libraries Is are like little black holes. Yeah, isn't there like a fundamental property of Discworld that library space is its own separate thing? Yes, yeah. L space. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, my next bullet point is chapter 19. So this is um, Wax's conversation with Harmony. Harmony, who is Trell? Trell is the god autonomy, Harmony replied, what we call a shard of Adonazia. Right here, in writing, we now know Trell is autonomy. We got straight, right. direct answers from a shard. This, Look, man, this is dire. You asked the right question, and you'll get an answer. This is not like the Stormfather here, if only you asked. Okay. Um, you should know, perhaps, that each of these powers, these shards, has what we call an intent. I've talked about this before. A driving motivation. I bear two. One driving me to preserve and protect, the other driving me to destroy. This is the fundamental problem of harmony here. And I was thinking about this more, too. Because you have one who just wants to preserve and keep everything as it is, and you have ruin, which just wants to break things down and, and ruin everything. How do you get anything done when those are the makeup of your intent? I'm, I'm glad you asked, Craig. Uh, the way you do that is you pass on your shard to someone else who doesn't think <laughs> of them as two separate shards and instead just thinks of them as one shard, so you no longer have an intent issue. You're just harmony. But the question is, what would the intent... Okay, let's... He calls himself harmony. Let's put that aside for a moment. What is the actual intent behind the combination of shards which make up preservation and ruin? What is the actual intent? Because I feel like even if you have someone else who has picked up the shard, yeah, I, th I think initially they could do better than Seiza did with the shard because they, they won't feel so powerless. But I think ultimately you're going to be powerless because you have the the feel, the intent to preserve and to ruin, like clashing with each other. Well, no. I, I don't... Okay. The Harmony Shard, as made up of the intents of preservation and ruin, just means you ruin some stuff, you preserve some stuff, you have a balance. You find Harmony. Right. You, you can do both without without ruining or preserving 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 yeah good that's a word Pre preservating <laughs> yes with without doing a ruin or a preservation as your overriding thing you you find a harmony you find a balance between the two that's the intent okay well it, as we've talked about before on this podcast says it has a problem he still thinks of the, the two shards as separate, as can actually be told from this conversation. Um, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a problem. And he does need to have someone else pick it up who can think of it as one shard. Uh, let me continue. Autonomy is driven to divide off from the rest of us, go her own way. 
She pushes her followers to prove themselves, and she rewards those who are bold, who survive against the odds. She respects big plans and big accomplishments. So this is a little bit more insight of what autonomy, I guess, how she views her people, because it's been a big question for those of us who haven't read White Sands. Like, what, what does she want from her people? Like, how can you be autonomous? And it's proving yourself. It's not necessarily just following the grain, but standing out and being like, this is the forging a new path, essentially. It's, it's like getting a loan from a bank. If you can prove that you don't need the money, they're much more likely to give you the money. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all I have as of the end of part one. Okay, I've got some things. Uh, Wayne's rich, y'all. Yeah, he... Oh my gosh! I I didn't highlight that part. He, he, he can't... He's coming up with baseball. Yeah. He's okay. hilarious. He's not just coming up with baseball, he's coming up with rich people owning teams. Yeah. He totally... It's funny because he's like, yeah, this'll definitely get rid of all the money. And we know how this works, and it's totally just going to make him even more rich again. So the thing that <laughs> hasn't come up yet is, like, where the money came from in the first place. Uh, that hasn't been explained, so I don't know that. Um, but yeah, apparently he is, like, he came into some money. He made a bunch of investments that he thought were going to be real stupid, but he he did them through banker people who like turned them into like turned his dumb ideas into something smart yeah that made yep. a lot more money back um also uh he has a conversation with renette and mrs renette uh where they insult him enough that he actually gains some insight into what a b-hole he's been yeah i i like that he has a much more casual friendship with renette now like he's I guess due to his relationship with Milan and that he's not chasing her all the time, he, he can legit, he he's friends with her. And also, um, I forget her name, but like you said, Mrs. Renette. So it's nice. And they can be a bit more honest. And I feel like they can get to him better than Wax could because I don't think he opens up to Wax as much. Yep. Oh, also, very early on, we get the line, Steris is a treasure and yes yes she is <laughs> thank Wax you brandon that <laughs> did i tell you guys like when i first read alloy of law i also did not like steris i mean that's the perspective we were given like she's sort of boring and she she does things like by the book and everything and she's like here's our marriage contract but by the time you get to bands of mourning she's my favorite character in, in Miss, Mistborn Era 2. Sorry for all those Wayne fans out there, but I, I'm on the Steris train, and that that has not changed with this book. <laughs> there's there's some moments that uh, you will enjoy, Mike. Yeah. Um, Wax's son rules. Uh, <laughs> Max. 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 Yes. So, one, he loves flying with Dad, which is great. That's Two, out. Uh, during a tense meeting between Senator Ladrian and show of force general flying ship guy man uh he has to poop 
<laughs> oh man. It it makes sense that he'd be flying with with Wax since like essentially he was born. And probably because Steris was I I'm sure Steris weighed the pros and cons, like, well, on the one hand, I, I Steris loves flying. You know she loves it. And she knows she's gonna be safe with Wax. But he's also shot at a bunch. So it's like can Wax protect Max? Yes. Is it worth the risk? I'm sure she did this risk analysis calculation and decided that, yeah, of course Max could go fly with Wax because he's going to be safe there. And as long as long as they use the harness. Like that's, as long as it, she that's designed the harness, it's fine. She designed it herself. Dude, I bet there's a parachute in there. What do you want, what do you want to bet? There's a parachute <laughs> in the harness? Dude, it has so many redundancies, it's great. She thought of everything. I love that she thinks of everything. It's so good. And and that Scoring. wax and that wax re like relies on her to think of everything. Like he totally forgot a key piece of paper that he needed for his big speech on the Senate floor. And she's like, "I have seven copies on my person in various <laughs> places." Uh, Tori, how far did you get? I got through all of part one, and I started part two. Okay. So you guys are comparable. I'm two, I'm two-thirds of the way through the book, just for the record. Uh, the broadsheets continue to be amazing. Um, people Sweetie trashing, people trashing on, on Alamancer Yak is just incredibly hilarious. Like, Handerwim sued him, and it's I wonderful. <laughs> There's a story there, because we got to read the Alamancer jack's story oh but um, hang on speaking of suny pups uh max has one and max its name one. is its name is tenny i mean what else would you name your suny pup clearly oh man i want a suny pup so bad. brandon my guy i know you make a bunch of money you just had that very successful kickstarter but if you want to print even more money Get with someone and start making some SUNY pups for your online store, please. Please I make need them. One. Please make them reversible so you can flip them inside out, and so it's got a mist wraith with like some some felt bones sewn onto it. Please. Man, yeah, I, I love SUNY pups, but which is the legit word? I don't know if you guys saw it because there's I don't know how much of the the broadsheets that you see, but they're like. Don't trust SUNY pups from, from this other company. Trust it from us because we're historically accurate or something. Yeah. It's, I got two pages of broadsheet, so it's like the left half yeah, and the right the half. Uh, yeah. I haven't, haven't gotten anything else along the, those lines yet. Um, oh, there's also a map, like a couple of maps at the beginning. One of them has like Naj's writing on it. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, we got to see the legit. Like, I always per pictured the world as I knew originally that they were on the North Pole. So I just assumed it was like this island that takes up the North Pole, and there was another island on the South Pole. Like, that's what I thought it was. But apparently, it's just one big continent, and the uh, um, the Scadrians, like, they just never really traveled because it's like you just explore past the mountains to your south. And you would have eventually found the Southern Scadrians. They just didn't do any exploring whatsoever. Cause, okay, uh, but 
they had a perfect valley to live in with books written by God that said, hey, I, I got everything here that you need, so just be cool. Yeah, that was a mistake. Um, hey, how you guys liking main character Marisy? I I I actually I'm digging this. Um, like like she's she's the main character of this book at least so far. Wax yeah. and Wayne they're side characters now. Yeah. I I mean I I liked Marisy. I thought she went she got a bit weaker in Bands of Morning because. Sarah started to shine more, but now she's, like, doing her own thing, and I think it's good. Oh, and is Alec not the most adorable guy ever? Like, He is the most adorable. People come over, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna bake for you, so hope you like <laughs> hope you like baked goods. And, and Marisy's all like, if it has melted chocolate in it, then I'm good. And it does. Dude, she's so Deanna Troy. Someone had to make the Star Trek reference, and but, that's gonna be me. Yeah, that's that's all I really really have for for at least part one, and I don't want to tell uh, you about the epilogue because you guys haven't read that part, so I don't want to spoil things for you. Uh, I, I will say it started out a little bit slow. I mean, we we had some of these as preview chapters, um, although I I did like the like you pointed out uh, the prologue Wayne's perspective. It's 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 endearing, but it's also sad. Oh my god, that last line is just a punch to the gut. Right yeah. up until then, I'm like, this is exactly what Dave wants to read all the time, and he's going to love it. And then, the the gut punch that is the, the very last line of that prologue. Yeah. Dang. Dang, Brandon. But I like how he interacts with his mom. It's It's very touching. Man, Brandon can really pull up the heartstrings, huh? Sure can. Oh, and then the the callback from from Max that he apparently has learned some cursing badly from from uh, from Wayne. From his uncle Wayne. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, I Yeah, so it started out a bit slow for me, but then somewhere around, I don't know, chapter 10 or so, like, it picked up, and then I couldn't put the book down. So that's why I'm two-thirds of the way through the book, and, and, and I haven't read anything else, unfortunately, for all of you Cradle fans out there, Mike. Well, I, I stopped after part one because I knew I was going to need to read chapters for this week, Craig. Well... Good for you, man. I can't do that. I can't stop. And I'm going to get to the Brandon Tsunami Sanderland soon. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely finishing it this week. So he's not reading chapters for next week either, is what he's trying to say. So I haven't decided if I want to go back to Cradle and finish that book. I sort of do because I, I, I just started book 11. Or I start. I have to catch up with all the chapters because I'm way behind. I don't know. I'll figure it I out. I mean, we'll see. Well, I mean, as as of this moment, we're not doing a cradle podcast, so I know what I would vote for. I'm I'm leaning with Tori on this, not because we're not doing a cradle <laughs> podcast. We are doing we are doing a Rhythm of War podcast, so that that's a factor. Um, we're not that far into Rhythm of War, so you should be able to catch up pretty quick. 
Um, but my biggest point here is that there's no Cradle Book 12 yet. So, finishing Book 11 shouldn't really be that high of a priority, I don't think. You've got time. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I don't have anything else I want to discuss as of this point. I have more bullet points for next week, though. Awesome. I look forward to them then, and I will almost certainly be done with at least part two by then. What's funny is that in like six months, we're going to do the same exact thing with, with uh, Dave. It's so weird how close it is. Yeah, and then we're going to have a whole year of new books, and it's we're, we're just going to be buried. Oh, God. I have to finish this in a month and a half so I can start a new book. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, uh, why? How many then, parts are in this book? I'd assume I'm, I'm looking, five. I'm looking, I'm looking it up right now. Like They've uh, all been five parts except for Well of Ascension, which was six. There's three parts and an epilogue, and wow, book three, part three is a lot longer than all the other parts. All right, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so good luck, Mike. In the coming year, actually, by the time this comes out, secret book number one will almost certainly be out. Um, and in the coming year, we have we have the four secret projects. We have. A Stormlight 5 novella. We have Stormlight 5, early 2024. What do you want to bet there's another book of some sort that Brandon puts out sometime in 2023? Just for fun? That, that seems very likely. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying Cosmere. But what do you want to bet there's another book? 2023 is the year of Sanderson where we're getting four books. Actually, we're getting five books, but he's doing... What? I forget how his release is going to be. Anyway, uh, I, I can watch the video again and, and relearn. There's five books that we're getting next year, like every couple months. Oh, well, there's, there's four from Secret Projects. He four wrote from five Secret books. Pro What's the fifth? What is he doing with the fifth? It's not putting it out yet. I don't know why. I think it's like I think that one's like the kids' book that he wrote. Yeah, that was the one that he did for his son. Okay. Okay. So. That's the I knew I remembered we were getting four books throughout the year. So four and I don't I don't think he's gonna release another one. I um well, maybe okay. we'll Con get a bonus one in twenty twenty four, I think. Consider this. He has already written the secret project books, he just needs to do a final a final rewrite on a few things. Which is already done for Secret Project One. I assume he's made some progress on Secret Project Two, so he's not doing any of this like last minute. Um, as far as the swag boxes go, I'm pretty sure he's already done all of his part on that, and now it's just up to his fulfillment teams that he has hired, uh, to, to do that, and he has people working under him to oversee that. He doesn't have to be involved in that on any sort of personal level at this point, which means he doesn't have that time taken away. He's still, as far as I know, not traveling, so that's not even back yet, um... Yeah, he's got time to write a secret book on top of the secret books. A double secret book. I just I just hope he didn't set himself up to have an expectation that we're just going to get secret books now. Like, it really was, there was a combination of factors that allowed him to write more than he normally could. Well, like, okay. he writes fast. I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to go through life expecting more secret books. I'm just going to be thankful for the ones that we're getting. 
I mean, you know? yeah, same. Although he does have a history of this. Remember that time when he accidentally did two books and they came out a few <laughs> months apart? Dude, if we just get a Warbreaker 2, I'm, I'm going to be happy. As well, long as we get that at some point in the short-term future. We'll never get Rhythmatist 2, so I won't be happy, but I might not be sad. And sometimes that's enough. And on that note, we end. All right, bye, everybody. Good night, Internet. Bye.